Today is Monday, September 19th, and it's my first solo podcast episode, which is exciting and also a little scary because I feel like it's harder to be entertaining for an hour when you don't have other people kind of providing their energy. But I think today we have a very interesting topic that I really want to talk about, and I think it could be really helpful to a lot of people that are going through things that I've gone through. But now, I know what some of you will say <laughs> by reading the title of this, like, Celia, you're such a hopeless romantic. I know, I know. And I don't care. I stand by the fact that sometimes you need to be single. Like, you need to be single at some point in your life. And to tell you my reasoning, I just want to go into a little story. I want to tell you the story of me and my believing in love and my being a romantic. So let's go back in time to a 12-year-old Celia. She reads way too many books and has all these hopes and dreams for how it would be the day that she's finally in a relationship. Fast forward. Now, a 15-year-old Celia. She's crying during Valentine's Day because she feels as though nobody will ever love her. Suddenly, she's 18, a first year in college, and she's getting into her first relationship with someone who she considers her best friend. It's nice for a while, but the relationship ends after a month. <laughs> she misses the first year snowball fight and ends up heartbroken for the next few months, like pretty badly heartbroken, until she decides... <laughs> to get back together with him, and then it ends again. Then I'm 19. I like being 19. I would say for a really long time, my 19th birthday was my favorite birthday. You know, I was excited to be going into my last year of being a teenager, but in a lot of ways, I still felt like a kid, as one does when they're 19, as one does when they're 20-something <laughs> now, but I like being 19. However, I feel really weak, both mentally and physically. So I start doing wall handstands to convince myself that I'm stronger than how I feel. So to you, dear listener, this might not make any sense. Celia, how does balancing on a wall convince you of anything? Well, it showed me that I was capable of doing scary things and succeeding of holding myself up metaphorically and physically, of empowering myself even if nobody else ever would. If no one else ever supported me, I knew that for some reason these wall handstands made me feel better about myself somehow. And this helps for a while, until suddenly 19-year-old me decides that she hates being alone. She needs to be in a relationship. Maybe to forget you know, her ex, maybe because I, at the time, for some reason, believed that the only way that I was worthy of being loved was if somebody else was loving me. So <laughs> I venture back into the dating world and I meet some really interesting characters. <laughs> There's the guy who doesn't like me because I remind him too much of his ex, except he doesn't tell me that. He ghosts me and one of his friends has to tell me why he is no longer speaking to me. That was not fun to learn. <laughs> then there's the guy that's probably way too cool for me 
and stopped texting me when he found someone that was more in his league. You know, at the time, I couldn't blame him. I was very insecure. I, I didn't feel like I had anything to give. So, you know, can't fault him for that one. <laughs> then there's the guy that treats having money as his only personality trait. And I don't like that. I don't, I don't vibe with that. You know, there's more to someone than just how much they have in their bank account. But these are all stories for other episodes. If I ever decide to tell <laughs> some of my first date stories. But suddenly, a while later, I meet someone. And I really like him. More than I've probably ever liked anyone before. And I'm hesitant about it. Sure, because I've been through some some stuff, but 19-year-old me is still a hopeful romantic, so she decides to go for it. For a while, it works, until one day he decides that he doesn't want to be with me. Naturally, 19-year-old me is crushed. I'm left sobbing on the floor of my dorm, wondering what I did wrong, where I went wrong, what I could have done better to improve the relationship and make this person stay. I've always assumed it's my fault when someone leaves. 20-year-old me now loses a part of herself then. Her heart doesn't just break. It absolutely shatters. She tries to fix things because I've always looked for the best in people. And just like she did before, she gets back together with this person. It's never the same as it was. Ever. The pandemic hits not too long after. And while being in this relationship, I feel the most alone I've ever felt. I hate it. And myself. In my senior year, it ends. And this incessant need to be with someone finally stops. <laughs> that belief from before was still there, though. That feeling of loneliness that stemmed from wanting to be seen as worthy. As desired. As noticed. So I find myself at a crossroads. I can react to this out-of-nowhere breakup in two ways. I can accept that, honestly, for some reason, I probably don't deserve to be happy. That for some reason, Cupid made a train that I was always bound to miss. That things ended because of me. Because something was wrong with me. Or what I actually ended up choosing is to believe that something greater is meant to happen. That the universe, or God, had removed some of these people from my life in an effort to bring something better. To make me better. Somehow, somewhere, for some reason, things happened for a reason. I felt that I was so messed up from the past years. From the past four years, from the past however many years it has been at this time. Because now I'm 21. I'm in my senior year of college. Everything's online. And I... I don't feel very good for many reasons, but I, in that moment, decide that I'm going to be single for a very long while. Not because I was bitter, not because I didn't believe in love, not because of any of these other things, but because of me. I realized that I needed to spend time with myself, that I, somewhere along the way of trying to be a straight-A student, of trying to be someone's girlfriend, of trying to be, you know a good Mexican daughter that I had lost myself, that I didn't know what I liked, that I didn't have any hobbies, that my main purpose in life was to make other people proud of me. 
but what was I doing to make myself proud, you know? So I decided to kind of stop looking for that outward external validation that I had always needed from other people, especially from guys. Like I, I feel like as soon as I knew that, you know, dating was a thing for other people, I wanted to be seen as someone worthy of, you know, being with someone, someone worthy of dating. And looking back now, it's kind of, I kind of hate that I, I, I thought that way for so long, that I was not good enough if somebody else didn't like me or if somebody else didn't want to love me. But yeah, that moment, I choose to be single. Like I said, instead of searching for that outward validation that I had always craved. And I sat with myself and I really looked in the mirror. Was I someone I wanted around? Were my decisions coming from me or from the influence of other people? Did I do my hair this way because I liked it or because I wanted it to be liked and complimented by others? Did I listen to the music I listened to because others showed it to me? Did I believe I was unworthy of love because I actually thought I was? Or was it because somebody else once failed to cherish me in the way that I knew I deserved? I needed to be single. In the same way that you need medicine when you're sick or water when you're dehydrated. It was a decision made to heal. And guess what? It's really fucking painful for a really long time. Because you have to look at it this way. When you're in a relationship, it's easy to blame exterior factors for problems that are inwardly caused. But leave yourself alone in your head and heart and you're forced to accept responsibility for your own actions. You have to accept responsibility for all the times that you've failed yourself. And I gotta say, it's almost more heartbreaking to see how badly you've treated yourself in the past than to be told by someone who you love deeply that they're no longer in love with you. And that, that fact messed me up so badly because I realized that the attention that I was seeking from other people was the attention that I always wanted from myself, that I wanted to feel that love from myself and I kept searching for it in other people. So... If I could give advice to a younger version of me now, I would tell her that there's no quick fix out of this. No quick fix. I wish I could tell you that there was, but you need to realize that you are worthy of giving yourself the love that you so desperately seek to receive from others. You are worthy of the random bouquets of flowers on a weekday. You are worthy of being appreciated for the way your eyes light up when you're excited or when you're happy. You are worthy of being memorized because you are worthy of being known and loved and cherished and desired. Worthy of someone being so gentle they kiss your eyelids when you're tired. Is it easier said than done? Yeah, of course it is. But you need to realize that you set the precedent for how you will be loved. People will keep giving you what you accept from them. And many people might say self-love is narcissistic. Loving the way you look is too vain. But there's no greater gift than being comfortable by and with yourself. Once you do that, I promise that you will never be the same. I started taking social media seriously after my most recent breakup which was almost two years ago. Honestly, 
It helped me to not feel alone. Before there were a lot of followers or before I knew how to do my makeup or take care of my hair, I would make videos and pretend that it was someone else giving me advice. Someone else that looked like me that I thought was beautiful. Someone else that knew everything about me and still wanted me around. Maybe that sounds silly (laughs) to say, but I can say with full certainty that I wouldn't have healed as well as I did if it hadn't been for those videos. Silly videos and stupid videos and serious and deep and ridiculously poor quality videos that showed me that I was worthy of being loved, especially by myself. Now, this isn't to say that I think everyone needs to make videos to gain confidence, but I think since it was something that I wanted to do for so long and kept holding myself back from, once I did it, I realized that I was more capable than I once believed myself to be. And I saw a quote a long time ago that said something along the lines of, confidence is your ability to keep promises to yourself. And I had never been good at that. I had broken many, many, many promises to myself among the years. You know, whether it was trying to learn piano and then quitting because I thought it was too hard, whether it was promising myself not to get into shitty relationships with guys that would not <laughs> that were treating me not well whether it was you know promising myself to love myself exactly how I showed up every morning i had always broken a promise and like i said if confidence is your ability to keep promises to yourself there was a reason why i was so insecure <laughs> but i don't know i think So often we realize that there was another quote I saw that our capacity, that your capacity to love is your capacity to be alone. And I think so often we feel as though if someone else isn't giving us attention, it's because we don't deserve it, which is wrong. You have to remember that everybody is always constantly inside their head. That's why so often there's miscommunication issues and so often people just don't realize things that are going on in your life because we're all always constantly thinking about what's happening in our in our own life and how we perceive the world sometimes you just got to take a step back and realize that you are worthy of being loved even if nobody else is currently loving you i've always wanted someone to appreciate me in the most mundane moments Those movie scenes where the girl is dancing in her room and the guy comes into the room and she doesn't notice him, so he appreciates her for a second. Just stands there and takes in her brightness. I guess I was sick of waiting for someone else to give me permission to love myself. I was so sick of waiting for someone else to appreciate me. I can honestly say I've grown more in the last two years that I've been single than in the 21 years before it. I think I've learned so much about myself that I would never have had the opportunity to know if I had been in a relationship. And, you know, somebody could say, well, Celia, you might have learned different things, better things if you had been in a relationship with someone and it was a good relationship, but I didn't want to risk that. I wanted to be okay by myself and to learn to love myself and to learn that no matter what I had myself, Because I think that's the biggest reason why we feel heartbreak in the way that we do is you decide to like someone 
It starts out as a crush, right? And you walk into, so usually we don't, usually we straight up fall face first. We face plant into these feelings and emotions that we have no control over because love is one of the craziest things that can happen to a person. And suddenly we're there. We're in love with someone. And we don't have control over whether or not they stay in love with us. And sometimes you might not stay in love with them. And that's okay. And everything does happen for a reason. And I, it's, I have a lot of trouble with that saying because sometimes bad things happen for no reason, right? And sometimes bad things happen to good people. But I think... When it comes to breakups, we so often give so much of ourselves to someone else that when they're not there, we have to mourn them. It's almost as if that person has died. And we have imagined this entire future with them and suddenly it's not there anymore. And they're not there anymore. And we have to decide how to live without them. We have to learn how to live without them because for so long we have created this image of how our life was supposed to look and it always included them. And suddenly they're not there anymore. And I was, I never ever again wanted to be that person that was sobbing on the floor of my dorm room wondering what the fuck did I do? Because it, it sucks. It really, really sucks to suddenly feel like the carpet has been pulled out from under you when you thought everything was fine. And I so deeply craved stability. I just wanted to know that Someone wasn't going to love me one day and decide that they didn't the next. And the only person that could give me that was myself. After years of hating myself and wishing I was someone else and wishing I looked like someone else and all these other things, the only person that gave me a sense of stability was myself. You know, and that's not to say that in the future I won't be in this amazing relationship that'll be stable and it'll be everything I want it to be. But I honestly don't think I would have ever even had the chance of that if I hadn't sat with myself and really thought about what the heck I had to provide to someone. A relationship is, is, you know, usually it's two people, right? And if you're always so concerned on what someone else is giving you and you're not concerned on what you're going to give someone else, then it's not going to be a good relationship because it's, it's a give and take. And I wanted to become the type of person that would be a good partner and a good person above all else. But... All that to say, when I was younger, I didn't know how to leave shitty boyfriends. I didn't know how to get out of bad situations. And I didn't know that I was capable of loving myself in the way that I I honestly have learned in the past two years. And I really appreciate myself. And I don't want this to sound like, oh, wow, like Celia is so full of herself. Like, it's not like that at all. Because for so long, I was so afraid to just be okay by myself. And I always, always thought that somebody else had to provide me with this sense of stability and this sense of love and this sense of comfort. Like once you're comfortable with yourself, it's it's honestly a really big game changer because like no matter what happens, no matter what situation I go through, I know that I have myself at the end of the day. And say in the future, if I am in a relationship and it ends, I know I'm gonna be okay. Because it it has happened before and I have been okay. And, you know, it's going to be shitty for a while, right? When someone breaks their heart, it's never going to be fun. But it's happened before and we got through it before. 
and we got back up and did the damn thing and we keep being chingona people you know like i just it'll be okay if you're listening to this and you're really going through it then i'm sending you the biggest hug and i hope that you really can feel through my voice and through my words that i genuinely think that it'll be okay it just it always takes time and i know people always say that and they say like oh just give it time and you want to roll your eyes and you want to say fuck you this is so wrong like it, i need it it'll never get better because i've been there i've i've done the whole you know not being able to get them out of my head i've done the whole writing letters that i'll never send i've done the whole writing poems that i've never send i've done the whole texting them when i shouldn't have texted them thing and the only thing that makes it better is time and honestly, distract yourself. Convince yourself that there are better things out there than some shitty guy that didn't text you back, than some shitty guy that broke up with you out of nowhere. Like, I trust, trust me that there are better things. And once you start putting in time and effort into your own hobbies and into your own life, you're going to see how wonderfully you blossom. So that's, that's what I think about that. <laughs> and I, I hope that this is all making sense and that this is all going to be useful to you. But even if I am the only person that listens to this a year from now and it helps me somehow, then maybe it's worth saying, right? Because I've explained this before of how I love doing voice memos that I listen to. And whenever I feel alone, I love doing that. And I think this podcast, like I'm probably going to end up listening to this myself whenever I feel bad and be like, wow, like I really needed to hear you say that. But even if it helps only one of you listening, then I think it's worth it to say. <laughs> but I'll continue on so I don't get into a big tangent. But I get a lot of questions about poetry. And Celia, why did you start writing poetry? How did you start poetry? Like how, what, how did you start doing this? And the first time I really wrote poetry was when I was in high school and it was because of a school assignment and I didn't really think much of it. I really liked it. Every time we had to learn poetry in school, I really loved it. And I would listen to a lot of spoken word and then I kind of lost it. I, I didn't really write poetry and I would think about it and I was you know, I, I loved reading poetry and I took a lot of literature classes and all these things, but I was always very pre-med. Like I never imagined being anything than a doctor. I never imagined doing anything other than medicine. And it wasn't until I had that really bad breakup my senior year that I started writing poetry more seriously. And it, it, it was poetry that I needed to get out. It was, I, there were so many thoughts that I needed to get out, words that I never would have told people before. I honestly think I would now stand at a podium and shout because I it helped me navigate my emotions in a way that nothing ever has. And I've done the whole therapy thing and I've done the whole going to a therapist and talking about my emotions and it didn't work for me. And it, it doesn't work for a lot of people. And I think especially being Latina, it was really hard to sit there and talk to someone that didn't understand why I had a lot of the feelings that I did about, you know, feeling guilt for leaving home and feeling guilty for doing all these things that my parents weren't going to get to do. So that didn't work for me. And I needed I needed a way to get all of my thoughts out because I felt like I was going to explode and my anxiety was not doing well. And I, I honestly just needed some sort of outlet. So I started writing poetry. And like I said before, I had stayed in some bad situations because I thought it was love when he held my hand tight. And I kept reminding myself of that fight after fight 
I thought it was love when he picked up my call, ignoring the fact that he hadn't thought about me at all. And it took a really long time to realize, but you'll one day feel you knew that everything you needed was inside of you. No boy and no friend could have carried you inside. For when the storm hits, there's nowhere left to hide. The rain starts pouring. An umbrella won't aid. You must feel the uncomfortable gravity of all the decisions that you've made. But out of the corner shines the sun. It's there at an arm's length. And you're running to catch up to it, taking every ounce of strength. Each time it gets farther, you're ready to give in. But when she's there to stop you, she asks, where in your mind have you been? Sometimes I feel like a heart healer. And I've always said this before, people get better and then they leave. But who heals the healer? I consider my heart a lighthouse. She's great at leading people home, but when all is said and done, she stays standing there all alone. Nobody stays with a lighthouse. It serves its purpose and they move on. Nobody stays with a lighthouse. Even the sun is sometimes gone. She sees it all happen, how people come and go, storms of anxiety and heartbreaks, bitter snow. Nobody stays with a lighthouse. Why would they, I suppose? There's greater landmarks to visit. And I guess everybody knows. Sometimes you need to be single. There may be a few poems about heartbreak, but deep down we both know the truth, that he'll get novels full of my love that never should have been given to you. But I don't regret the parts of me I gave you, and I hope you don't give them away. I hope they teach you to love a little harder, and maybe they'll even show you how to stay. I don't want them back. They can live and die with you, and I promise they won't say anything when you meet somebody new. Those parts could never hate you. They loved you so much they stayed. Even when everything went wrong, they still didn't want to see us fade. There's a reason they're not with me. I don't want to be that person anymore. The one that ignores the red flags and pretends it's sunny when it starts to pour. As time moved on, so did I. I filled the gaps and sealed the spaces. Replaced the missing parts of me and forgot your familiar faces. You can keep the part of me that loved you. Let her serve as a reminder of what you broke. How when we pretend to be twin flames, we all get suffocated by the smoke. The most honest poem I ever wrote was written on pages that I threw away. Because I figured that nobody would even want to know or care what I had to say. Younger me was pulling at flower petals. She hoped they would say something new, but they all told me he didn't love me, no matter how many of them I threw. But I went through them all, until my fingers were numb. Then I stared at the sky and began to play dumb. He left me there eventually, tired and all alone. After everything that happened, I guess I should have known. All these poems mean so much to me. And I've written them through so many different phases of my life. You know, I, I started a lot of these when I was a senior in college and I didn't know what I wanted to do besides going to med school eventually. But I, I didn't know who I was really. I, I feel like I didn't have a personality 
in college, besides wanting to do what my friends were doing, besides wanting people to like me, besides wanting to get straight A's. And I didn't get straight A's in college, no matter how much I tried and no matter how much I studied. And I didn't like a lot of parties, no matter how much I tried and no matter how, with how many people I went with or with who I went with, there's some things that just aren't part of who you are and that's okay. I think so often we try to force ourselves into these boxes because we want other people to like us. Whether it's being social or whether it's being very studious or all these things, we try to label ourselves because we want other people to kind of group us together with them. And we feel as if we don't have this label of, oh, I like doing this or I like doing that. We feel like we're gonna get left behind. And so often we feel like we can only have one label to us. And for a really long time, I, I for a really long time I thought that my label was just pre-mid, was just studious, was just honestly sometimes nothing. I feel like I didn't even know what I liked because I didn't spend time with myself. I spent so much of my time with other people that I had no idea who I was. I was always so conscious of how other people perceive me that I didn't know who I was without other people around, without boyfriends around or without bad friends around, all these things and all these people that they're not even in my life anymore. I spent so much time trying to impress them for so many stupid reasons, but yeah. All this to say, Sometimes you need to be single. And you'll you'll know when when you need to be single. It doesn't need to be forever. And I know a lot of people are like you just say that because you can't be with someone because you can't get someone because you don't have any options. That's not true. Some of us choose to be single. Some of us have chosen to be single for a while. And when I choose not to be single then that's because I found someone that I think will actually treat me right. And because I think I found someone that has met this true version of me and really loves her as much as I do. But until then, yeah, I would stay single, wouldn't you? <laughs> and I guess I just want to leave you with one last thing. And I honestly believe this wholeheartedly. You deserve to be loved. And I don't mean that in a superficial way. I mean, you deserve to be adored each and every freaking single day. You deserve to be cherished. Your smile kept in someone's favorites list, along with your eyes and your heart. Someone who smiles after every time you've kissed. You deserve to be romanticized. How did I get to keep an angel like you? Your presence brings serenity beauty, sunshine, and of course, laughter too. You deserve to be amused. Here's all the poems you've inspired. You deserve to be able to rest. I'll kiss your eyelids when you're tired. You deserve to feel at home. Arms wrapped around you when you're cold. You deserve to feel desired. I'll think you're hot even when we're old. You deserve to be loved. No matter what has happened in the past, you deserve the fairy tale ending. Just absolute, pure happiness at last. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and I hope it helped. It was really nice to record, and I think it's going to be really nice to listen back on, because I'm going to feel like closure of sorts. Um, so 
I apologize to my past versions of me for everything that they went through. And I'm really proud of who I've become and who I will keep becoming. And I'm really proud of all of you guys because I, I know it's not an easy fight when you're when you go through a bad breakup, when you're trying to heal yourself and just know that I I understand and I'm sending you a lot of love and just be kind to yourself and remember that you are worthy of being loved and I love you guys a lot and I really hope you enjoy this episode and I hope to see you, not to see you, but I hope that you'll be around for the next episode and if you like this episode, please let me know and if you like it, please share it and tag me so I can see what you guys think about it. Okay. Goodbye! <laughs>